I have a, uh, <clears throat> a guilty pleasure. I love to read, uh, and I'm being serious, tabloid magazines. So when I go to the doctor's office, like I will see them, I will go to them, and I'll look to make sure no one sees me getting them. And uh, I'll get it, and then I'll go sit somewhere and read it where people can't see me, you know, or see the, the magazine as I, as I open it. There's other options I could read Field and Stream, Home and Garden. There's medical magazines that, you know, they'll help me live a healthier life. There's Car and Driver, but I want to read the tabloids. I want to know what's going on. I want to know the dirt that's going on in Hollywood. Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson broke up. I just watched Newlyweds and they looked fine. What happened? Did she cheat on them? Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake broke up? Girl, tell me more. I want to know what's going on there. Mr. T ain't wearing his gold chains anymore. What happened? Did he lose his fortune? Did he lose his mansion? Is he living in a van by the river? I don't know, but I want to. I'm going to find out. If we started one here, would you read it? The cover would say, Mike Goins cuts his hair and sports new do. Keegan spotted with beautiful blonde-haired lady. Could this be the one? <laughs> Eric Deucer caught shoplifting donuts and coffee in protest of inflated prices. He says something needs to be done. You guys would read it because we like, we like dirt, right? We want to know uh, what other people, what's happening in their lives. We want to know the dirt on what's going on. And, and we can read about it and hear about it on TV so much, I think that that it trickles down into our real world life, right? Like you might see Parrish up here and you're like, I saw Parrish give Eric a dirty look. I wonder what's going on there. I think I'm going to find out. You want to find out with me? I mean, that's how it goes. But all gossip is destructive, right? It just is. Uh, and what is gossip? It's a rumor or talk of a person, or a rumor or talk of a personal, sensational, or intimate nature. A person who habitually spreads intimate or private rumors or facts. Trivial, chatty talk or writing. That's what it is. And it's definitely destructive. And we can hurt each other. And it also can affect us. It can affect the person that we're talking about and the person that listens to the gossip. So we want to talk about that today. Like, what does the Bible say about gossip? What do we do to stay away from gossip? So my first point is this, gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Proverbs 16.28 says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. So when someone is going around and they're speaking about someone, they're planting seeds of strife. So, and they can also put a wedge between people or themselves and another person. You know, and it's really not fair to the person that's being talked about. Like if someone came in here today... All right, and say they were like, where's that Chris Slayton? I'm going to beat him to death. And today, for some reason, I showed up with my hands behind my back, tied. All right? I couldn't defend myself. And this guy walks to me, and he starts beating me. Like, I want to see a show of hands. Who would come to my defense? Anybody? Anybody? I'm looking at you guys that aren't going to come to my defense. I know he are. I remember that. So... If someone comes in here and they say, 
You know, because you can talk, like they can gossip about you. They can also gossip about a person's family. Somebody comes in here and says, where's Chris Slayton's wife? I'm going to punch her really hard. You know, how many of you would defend her? Anyway, I would, depending on how big the fella is, but I think I could do it, all right? Like, okay, someone comes in here and they're like, if you really want to hurt somebody, I'll tell you how to do it. You punch their children, okay? Someone comes in here and says, where's Chris's baby? I want to hit her. Like, how many of you would defend her? Yeah, yeah, most people would defend her, right? Because, like, one, we're helpless. And Yeah, I think you would defend me if someone came in here and I wasn't tied up and someone was beating me. Yeah, you know, but... I couldn't defend myself. Like, and when you talk about somebody and they're not there, like, it's really not fair to them. They can't say anything about what's going on. They can't defend themselves. They're just not there. You might not be hitting them or beating them, but you are damaging the way someone sees them, and it's just not fair. If someone talks about uh, you to me, you know, I will take up for you, okay? Like, I would. If someone come to me and said this, they said, hey, that Frank called me an idiot. Well, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Frank would call somebody an idiot. So I would say, what, what did you do to make him call you an idiot? Like, that'd be, and have you talked to him? Like, so I would take the gentleman or the lady to talk to Frank, and I would try to talk about maybe what they could have done different, you know, in the situation. But what I'm not going to do is if they say, that Frank called me an idiot, I'm not going to say, Oh, that moron, I can't believe he did that, you know. That would be gossip, right? So we have to, like, change what happens. We have to think in our head how, like, we're playing basketball. How, like, what's the best defense against this? Like, someone's coming after me. They're telling me things about someone. What can I do? When I was in seventh grade, I stayed the night with a friend that lived close by. I was pretty close with them. I'd been spending the night there, and we played, the friend and I, his name was Tony. We played basketball together. And his, wife, or his mom was born with a certain kind of disease. She had sores all over her. She didn't have fingernails or toenails. I don't know what kind of disease it was. But I remember as I got older, you know, I was in about ninth grade, I started making fun of his mom to my other friends. And they knew her too, and they started making fun of her as well. Now, she had been good to me. She had loved me. You know, she had treated me like her own son, and I'm making fun of her for something that she cannot control. And then one day, I was at her house, getting ready to spend the night again with my friend, and she said, Chris, I would like to talk to you. And I said, okay. And uh, I, didn't even, I didn't see this coming at all. She said, uh, the reason I have sores all over me and the reason I don't have nails is because of this disease that I was born with. And she said, and it really hurt me that you would talk about me to other people and bring me down. And that made me feel terrible. You know, one, I shouldn't have done it. I mean, there was shame there because I knew I shouldn't have done it. And it was just wrong. You know, nobody wants to be talked about. You know, that's my friend. I'm sitting here talking about his mom. I mean, think about how that feels to him. And think about how, like, it feels to God when, like, when my kids, when they gossip about each other or they're mean to each other, they talk about each other, it hurts me. And I think it probably does the same for God when we're running around talking about each other and fighting with each other and bringing each other down. I mean, I would say that God would probably frown on that. So that same year, you know, that I was making fun of his mom, I had some friends come over and spend the night. And, you know, when friends came over, they can have the rent of my room. Sometimes they would look for clothes that they could borrow or different stuff. I had one friend that was in my closet, and he started laughing. And I said, what are you laughing about? He said, what is this? 
and he pulled out a Pee Wee Herman doll that was in my closet, all right? You could pull a string and it would make noises and say things. You know, my mom bought it for me when I was younger, but he was like laughing about it. He's like, can I borrow this? And I was like, why? He was like, I just want to borrow it. I said, sure. So he took it. The next time I was at school, I was sitting around talking with a group of friends about what they did over the weekend, and one of the girls said, what were you doing this weekend, Chris, playing with your dolls? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, you know, your Pee Wee Herman doll. My friend had brought the doll to school, and he was making fun of me, showing people that this was my doll, and like I still played with it when I was in ninth grade. I don't think I did, but, you know, and also... I don't play with dolls, I play with action figures, all right? So, but, you know, it did hurt me, like, that he is trying to make me look, you know, bad in some kind of way, trying to humiliate me, you know? And when we talk about somebody, when we gossip about somebody, and we're trying to do those things, you know, it it definitely, it hurts them. And it's definitely not fair, because we're... We're going up to somebody and we're changing their opinion about this person. You know, if someone's mean or somebody's an idiot, I just figure someone will figure that out, right? I shouldn't have to tell them. I don't want to tell them. I don't want to speak those words. You know, I just pray that God works in that person and helps them. So the, the second thing is this, gossip hurts the listener, Proverbs 17.4 says, Wrongdoers eagerly, eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. So what kind of people do that? Wrongdoers and liars. So they slander, they pay close attention to gossip. Have you ever heard the song, Be careful little ears what you hear? I mean, that's very true. Listen, you are not a trash can, okay? And I want you to say that. I want you to say, I'm not a trash can. You ready? I am not a trash can. Listen, there are tons of things that want our attention, from news networks to soap operas to things that we read and uh, people that we talk to like crazy that are negative. We don't need any help getting this from people that we know. Proverbs 20:19 says, a gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with those characters. So, you know, if someone, if you're listening to somebody gossip and they're telling secrets, I think you can be sure that when you're not around, they probably at some point will talk about you as well, right? But you don't want people like that. So, and remember this, what you are listening to, like once you hear something, it can't be unheard. I like uh, true crime, and I had a I had an intern when I was at Lanesville. She was my worship intern. And I was reading this article, and I said, read this, and I sent it to her. It was about like a, a serial killer, okay? At the end of the article, she read it. I left, came back, promise. This girl was, you know, if you could imagine, she was a lot like Amanda. Like, I come back, and she is crying, and she goes, why'd you make me read that? And I felt terrible, you know, because she said, now that is stuck in my brain. And she's right. We need to protect our brains. We need to protect our minds. What is going in there? It'd be like your food. You don't want anything toxic getting in your food, like you pay attention, right? So there's three types of people in this world. I want to see who you are. Okay, say you order something at a restaurant. It comes to you, and there's a hair in it, all right? 
Do you pull, who here, by a show of hands, would pull the hair out but still eat the food? Anybody? Okay. Who would send it back? Anybody? All right. Who would just eat the hair and the food and everything? Anybody? <laughs> so, you know, it, it's gross, right? Like, none of you raised your hand. Like, if the hair's in there, it looked like you're not eating it. Because, like, it's contaminated the food. You don't want to do that, right? Like, and it's the same thing, like, with our minds. We don't want stuff coming in here that's going to contaminate, like, what we think about someone or just, you know, toxic thoughts. You know, we need to protect ourselves against that. So how do you do that, you know? Well, one, if you want to make it really awkward while the person's talking, you say, why are you telling me this? You know, and just let them know, I, I just, I don't want this in my brain, all right? Uh, or just say, hey, I don't want to hear about this person's problems. I got my own stuff. I'm not perfect. I'm dealing with, and, you know, I just, I don't want to hear about the bad stuff about someone else. Or change the subject to something positive. You could say, hey, weather sure is nice today. You know, that always works. Or you could just go to the bathroom. I mean, like, not, I mean, go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> if you just, that would definitely stop it if you just use the restroom. But, you know, get away from it. Go to the bathroom. Go somewhere to use the bathroom. So, and you never know, like, when you're speaking, like, what's going to happen. Whatever you're saying, would you be comfortable with it getting back to the person that you're speaking it to? Uh, when I was, I was really little, I was probably like, I could talk. I was probably four or five. Uh, my mom had a friend that would come over that she liked to hang out with, and her friend would bring her two boys and her girl, and we would all play together, all right? One day I heard my dad talking to my grandpa, stating that he doesn't like this lady's kids, all right? And, and I heard that. So the next time this lady comes over, my mom is talking to her. I walk up to her and I say, my dad hates your kids. They are dirty and they eat all our food and they break my toys, all right? My dad was not happy about it. The lady, no joke, started like, she had tears in her eyes, like she was getting ready to cry, and uh, it just wasn't good. But, you know, don't say things that, if you're not comfortable with that person hearing it, like, don't say it, you know, and, and just don't say it. Like, talk to them about it, about what's going on, okay? It also, point three, gossip hurts the speaker. Proverbs 25, 9 and 10 says, When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your good reputation. When people hear you gossip, they, they start losing trust in you, right? Because, again, they, you know, if you're talking about your friend, you're probably going, you know, at some point to talk about them. And how does it hurt us, the ones that are speaking? My best friend's dad is named Roger, and he was my dentist growing up. His name's Roger Dillman. Ryan Dillman's my best friend. Roger's his dad. Uh, Roger is a great guy. When, when I was around my senior year, something happened, happened with Roger. He started acting very tired. While he was doing my teeth, he looked like he was on the verge of a nap, okay? That was pretty scary. And I just remember him sleeping all the time. He would say, boys, you're going to drive, and I'm just going to sleep in the back seat. 
So we would like slam on the brakes and he would roll into the floorboard or he would roll left or right like he was like a dummy back there. You know, just he was so tired all the time, sleeping all the time. And he would say to us, hey, like when I go into my office, you know, I take a nap and it just feels like, just like I could never get up. He said, it's just, I'm in such a deep sleep. And after he got up, he never felt rested. He always felt uh, tired again. And he needed to sleep because he felt tired, but when he would sleep, it would hurt him. So what happened was he went and had his office checked out and he had a carbon monoxide leak. Okay. So he would go back there and sleep and, you know, it almost killed him you know, a couple times. He's lucky that he got up. But what he needed to do was sleep, but the sleep was actually hurting him, right? You know, and he said it felt good to sleep, but it, was, I, it just hurt me every time. Now, when we gossip, when we gossip, and I hope that we don't, I'm, I'm guilty of this too, like it feels good, right? We like to do it. I mean, like the more you do it, uh, the more you want to do it. And it might feel good, but it also is poisoning you. Like you might be gossiping, you might be talking about people, and it's not only hurting you, it's hurting the others around you, but it's definitely hurting you. Like people can become negative and toxic by just discussing everybody's situation all the time and gossiping about other people all the time. It definitely hurts the speaker. And when we're that kind of person, like people notice, right? They we do lose trust in people. You know, people do wonder, like, I wonder what they think about me. Proverbs 21, 23 says this, and it says it very blunt. It says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. There are many times that that has been true for me through texting or through just, you know, talking. I mean, if I would just be quiet sometimes, and leave people alone, like, I would definitely uh, stay out of trouble. And as Christians, too, I just want to mention, we have our own way to gossip. Like, we might say, hey, I would like to pray for Frank. He's spending money wildly. Did you all notice all the gold he's been wearing and the luxury car he drives? And I think Amanda has had enough I saw her with a tall, dark, and handsome the other day, and I think that we need to pray for them. Is that how you, should you request prayer for somebody like that? I mean, no. Like, God knows what's going through. You can lift them up in prayer. Uh, when I was younger, no joke, in youth group, I had a person say, and I was having a hard time. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. They at youth group said, hey, I want to pray for Chris because I know he is smoking pot and I know he is drinking. And I thought, I will never come back there again. I cannot believe that she did that. I felt so shamed, you know. If she would have said, just pray for Chris, I have concerns, that would have been okay. But it just, and I'm okay with that girl now. We actually talked about that. But, you know, we don't want to do that. Or when someone says this, they say, hey, I'm not trying to be mean or talk bad about this person, but... And then what do they do? They talk bad about the person, right? Or somebody says, like, bless, bless their heart after you gossip about somebody. It doesn't make it okay. Somebody might say, boy, that Chris, he sure has gotten fat. You notice that his, you notice that his wife must be feeding him too much, or maybe she can't cook and he's just eating fast food every night. Bless his heart. Like, that's still gossip, okay? <laughs> 
Lastly, I'll, I'll, just, I'll close with this. This is what a friend should do. Proverbs 17, 17 is one of my favorite verses. It says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born through adversity. A friend loves at all times, even when you're going through bad things, even when you're going through depression, even when you're not yourself. Like, they love you, and they're real with you. They're not going around talking about you and doing those things. Like, my friend was working one day, and... Uh, he had a work friend come up to him and want to talk to him. He said, I, I need to talk to you in private. So they met in the guy's office, and he said to my friend, he said, hey, I am not trying to be rude nor be mean, but the next words he said, you're not going to believe what I'm saying. He said, you stink. He said, you smell bad. And he said, the other guys are talking about it. Like, they're talking about how bad you smell. And then he said, I did not talk about you. He said, but I did want to come to you and let you know. And he said, you know, when he talked to those guys, he took up for them. He said, you know, I'm going to make sure everything's okay. Maybe he's going through depression. Maybe something's going on in his life. And he was going through a lot at that time. He was depressed, you know. But, like, instead of letting these guys just sit around and talk about him and gossip about him, he said, you know, has anybody went to him? And they said, no. And he said, well, instead of doing this, like I'm going to go to him and I'm going to make sure that he's okay. You know, sometimes people act a different way that we might not like, that we might want to gossip about because they're going through a lot in life. We all do it, you know. And that might be the time that you don't gossip. You might say, hey, can I pray for you? So today, as I close, like, um, and you can go ahead and stand. Like, we're going to pray here in a second. We're going to worship. But today, if you are struggling with anything that I have been talking about, uh, maybe you just love to gossip, you know. I mean, listen, people do it. I'm guilty of it. We all have done it, you know. Maybe you have a problem with that. Maybe you're around friends and people that give you negative vibes and negative thoughts and you just don't know what to do and you just can't figure out how to get away from that and you just feel down all the time. There are people in the back that would love to pray with you. And when I say that, like, that means like you would walk over to them and you would say, hey, I'm dealing with this, can you pray for me? And they'll do it. And they won't come up here and tell everybody, they won't run around and say anything Maybe you want to go pray and you have a friend with you. You can grab that friend and say, would you mind to come and pray with me? Like, those are things that are important, you know, that we would like. We want to pray with you guys. So, life is hard enough as it is without you having to walk through it by yourself. Like, there are people here that care about you, love you, and want to pray for you. If you go back there, people are not going to say, hey, they must have sinned last night. You know, that's, that's not going to happen. Whatever you're going through in life, whether it be gossip, whether you're hurt, whether you need help, like people are back there and they're willing to pray for you because they love you. So just remember that as we sing, like the invitation is open for you to go pray through that whole song also, maybe you don't know Jesus. You know, maybe you've never been baptized. Or maybe you're looking for a church to join. It's something that you could talk about today. You can come up and, you know, you could be baptized. 
those things could happen. So, uh, but today, like, as I close, John 13, 35 says this. It says, how will people know that you're my disciples? It says, by how you love one another. All right? So, it's not being mean to each other. It's not talking bad about each other, but it's loving each other. It's the people in back that wants to pray for you because they love you. So let's pray and then we'll worship. Everybody stand with me. Father God, thank you for this day. And uh, we thank you. We thank you for the people that you put in our lives. Lord, just forgive us when we are not nice people when you see your children arguing and just all the negative. I just pray that, Father, you be in that. Father, you, you help us have pure and positive thoughts. Father, I pray that you help people here to love who they are when they are in you. And uh, we are just grateful today that we have people also a church family that will pray for each other and lift each other up. And uh, I just pray that if anybody needs to pray today, that you just lay that thick on their heart or they move and they go pray with someone and they can't stop thinking about it because the Holy Spirit is is uh, convicting them or pushing them forward. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.